Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And you guys already know who you're listening to. You're listening to the wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, current student at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. Only have a couple more months here. So go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got a jam-packed show as always. For segment number one today, we're going to be talking about John Duplantier, prospect for the Arizona D-backs. We'll take a look at how he fared in his, uh, I guess, rookie season. I'm not too sure if he played enough to qualify as his rookie season, but it's the first time he had any major league experience under his belt. So we'll look at his 2019 season with the D-backs and then look ahead to what he can do in 2020 with the D-backs. And then for segment number two today, it's Fastball Friday. So uh, you already know I'm bringing the heat with my takes today. After this, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want to reach men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now... For segment number one today, we're talking about John Duplantier, prospect for the Arizona Dimebacks, drafted back in the 2016 draft by the team in the third round. Uh, He's only 25 years old. Heading into the 2019 season, he was the uh, the D-back's sixth best prospect, but the new rankings just came out on MLB.com. Now he's the D-back's 13th ranked prospect, so he fell down just a tad and maybe it was because of the kind of season he had in 2019. He's off to a good start so far in spring training. He has a 2.5 ERA, 3.2 innings pitch, only two hits and one earned run. So he's been pretty solid out in spring training. But maybe it was because of how he pitched last year while he got moved down in the rankings. Overall, in the year last year, he's uh, he had 15 games. Uh, pitch. He had a 4.42 ERA. He started three games, and he also finished five games as a relief pitcher. He had even one save to his credit, 8.3 strikeouts per nine, and a pretty high 4.4 walks per nine. So you'd love to see that number go down. Now, John Duplantier is a big right-handed pitcher. If you ever see Duplantier, he's like uh, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of pitchers because he's got those rec specs on. He's 6'4". He's 225. So the dude is a beast. He's very stocky. He's got a mid-90s fastball, solid changeup. So he he's really good in that area. Uh, the D-backs tried to bring him up as a starter through the rankings, through the organization. He, he rocketed pretty quickly through the organization, making his debut last year against the Cubs. And his debut went pretty flawless. He, he, uh, he went three scoreless innings in his debut against the Cubs. Came in to relief, uh, relieve Merrill Kelly. And I think it was the first time two rookies for the D-backs making the Major League debut had a, had a win in the same game. So 
uh, he had a pretty good debut for the D-backs. As I said, three scoreless innings. And it went on. The D-backs went on to keep bringing him up throughout the year. He, he went on to be called up six separate times with the D-backs, primarily as a relief guy. But he did have a couple starts in there as well. So you love to see the versatility with Duplantier, like a lot of Arizona D-backs pitchers. They could be used as a starter, a back-end-the-bullpen guy, or as a long-relief pitcher. I think Duplantier is just another one of those Swiss Army knives that the D-backs have because it's so important in today's, it's so important in today's game. But the thing with, du, uh, with Duplantier, he was better as a relief pitcher than he was as a starter. Even though the D-backs want to use him as a starter, he showed more as a relief pitcher last year. If you just look at his numbers, uh, he was a, he had a 3.4 ERA as a reliever as opposed to a 6.2 ERA as a starter. So that just goes to show you just a little bit as to how he pitched as a starter versus a reliever. Even though in the in the minors he was trying to be brought up as a as a starter, I think the constant uh, being called up and sent back down really did, really had a negative uh, effect on Duplantier. Uh, and you could just see it in the numbers as the year went on. Duplantier just got worse. By the end of his season, uh, his velocity was already down to the low 90s, around 91, 92. But in spring training, before the season started, his velocity was in the mid-90s. So it just was tailing off by the end of the year. And we saw his him just start to wear down by the end of the season. He had to be shut down uh, for a month in July due to shoulder soreness. And I think it was because of all that constant being called up and sent down. He was being shuffled a lot between being a starter in the AAA and then being a relief pitcher primarily on the major league level. I think that didn't work out well for Duplantier. When you look at his numbers just from last season as a starter in the minor league, he really struggled in those middle middle months uh, to to pitch well deep into the into the ball games. He really got out of a lot of games pretty early. He was really a uh, he gave up a lot of walks in the minors. He had struggle he he struggled getting past the third and fourth inning. He had a lot of quick starts in the minors. They, they, they tried to build up his arm strength, try to use him more as a starter in the minors, but wasn't working out so well with Duplantier. Then when he was recalled uh, recalled a lot to the majors, it wasn't going so well either. He was having some positive outings as a relief pitcher, but whenever he started as a starter, he did pitch so well and then toward the end of the season with his shoulder getting weaker and his arm just seemingly not as strong he started to get hit more the more he fell behind in counts the better the hitters got if you just look at his splits uh whenever the batter was ahead in counts they batted 326 against Duplantier had a 1088 OPS but when Duplantier was ahead of the batter batters only batted 240 against Duplantier with a 520 OPS, so that just goes to show you uh, he needed to be ahead of the guys because his fastball wasn't getting guys out like it was at the beginning of the season. It couldn't power it past the batters by the later months in the season just because I just think it was all that constantly being called up and, co- and being sent down. I think the D-backs just need to stick with him in the majors or just say, hey, you know what? You're not ready for the major league level yet. Let's try to work you out full-time as a starter in the minors until you're ready. But I think it would be better for the 2020 season. Just keep Duplantier full-time in the bullpen on the major league level. I can really see him turning into a Joe Kelly type 
like uh, how Joe Kelly tried to be brought up as a starter early in his career with the Cardinals before moving into the bullpen full-time just because his his fastball was better when he was in the bullpen. It was in the high 90s, 97, 98, 99 when he was in the bullpen. I think the same with uh I think the same is true with dude uh Duplantier. I don't think he has the arm strength to be a full-time starter, at least not yet, and now he's 25 years old. He's going to be entering his 26 year old season and so if he hasn't shown it yet, I'm not too sure if he's going to show it. Throughout his career, it's tough to go to 100 innings plus. It's tough to even go 175 innings plus. But if you could be a guy that's going 70 to 80 innings as an elite back end of the bullpen kind of guy, like I think John Tuplier can be at that 6'4 frame, 225 with a mid 90s fastball, I think Duplantier could see a tick uh, actually go. Uh, increase. I think his fastball could increase in velocity. Actually, if he moved to that bullpen full time and didn't didn't uh, foil or fool around in the starting role like the D backs tried to do with him, I think they should just move him into the bullpen full time and try to convert him maybe into your closer some point down the line. Archie Bradley's probably your closer right now, but maybe Duplantier is your closer of the future. We have to wait and see how he looks in the 2020 MLB season. But I love. Uh, how young he is. I love his potential. I love how well he could pitch if we use him as a back end of the bullpen full time. Now, you guys are going to want to stay tuned for segment number two today because it's Fastball Friday. So I'm going to be bringing the heat with my opinions today after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Diamondback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Diamondback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team, help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back for segment number two today. It's Fastball Friday, so that means I'm going to be bringing the heat with some of my opinions today. And the first one that I wanted to tell you guys is pretty much my updated starting rotation based of uh based a little bit what I've seen from spring training so far and based a little bit just because of what we expect heading into 2020. So let's jump right into it. So of course, my ace for the team has to be Madison Bumgarner. I mean, his contract garners it. And Bumgarner talks about uh, how his spring trainings always don't usually go so well. Currently, Bumgarner's given up five earned runs and uh, 4.2 innings pitch. And, in, and if you've seen Bumgarner's last two start, it wasn't too hot. 
But Bumgarner said he's not too worried. He says he likes to do a lot of random things in spring training. Who knows what that means? Bumgarner's a pretty uh, quirky guy. I mean, he goes as Mason Saunders when he does these rodeos. So he's already a quirky, out-there kind of guy. So he says, I guess he just cares about feeling healthy and feeling good when he pitches. He doesn't care too much about the results. So I'll take anything Bumgarner does with a grain of salt. So he's, of course, the ace of the rotation so far. And then so far, number two out of spring training has to be Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray has looked phenomenal in spring training. One earned run, 5.2 innings pitch, six strikeouts. Robbie Ray has looked really good and really solid so far in spring training. Maybe he's getting back to that form we saw a couple years ago where we thought he was an all-star level pitcher. Or And I think that uh, would really bode well for the D-backs if he could get back to the form. It would be it would create a nasty one-two punch with the Bumgarner and Robbie Ray, and then if you have a couple of other young starters step up, the D-backs could have a great rotation around those two guys. With those two being the workhorses, and Robbie Ray as a strikeout artist, we love to see him doing that. So I love what I love what Robbie Ray has shown so far in spring training. I hope he keeps it up once 2020 starts. And then for my number three starter so far, it has to be Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen has impressed a lot. He's got three earned runs and four innings pitched. Now, that may not seem good, but he's only given up one hit. Those three earned runs came on a mistake. He gave up one home run after walking a guy and hitting another guy with a pitch. He, gave, he made one mistake. The guy took it out the park. So what can you do about that? But outside of that, Zach Allen has been pretty flawless in every other inning he's pitched. I've loved the way Zach Allen has looked. I've said multiple times on this podcast, Gallon is going to be the breakout star of this rotation. He's going to be that Walker Bueller type for the D-backs. I'm not just saying that because he's a Jersey kid like me. I truly believe that. So I really think Zach Allen could make a strong case for the number three starter in this rotation. Now, for my number four starter, because of how he's looked in spring training, I got to give it up to him. Alex Young has looked great. So far in spring training, Tori Lavello has said he's pitched outstanding so far. 5.2 innings pitch, only three earned runs. So that right there counts as a quality start if we said he went a 5.2 innings pitch in one start and only gave up three earned runs. That would be counted as a quality start. So I love how Alex Young has looked so far in spring training. He showed a, a lot of, you know, moxie so far. He showed that he's battling for one of those rotation spots. He looks like he's come back with more motivation than previous seasons. He showed a lot last season, and I really like what he's been showing off this year. He struggled a little bit at the end of last year, but I think he's showing that that didn't matter, and he's ready to put it all together this year. I think if he does get one of these rotation spots, that could be big time for the D-backs. He is very young, only 25, 26 years old. So still a guy with a lot of potential, and depending on where his trajectory is, maybe he could be an elite number three starter for the Arizona Dimebacks. And then my final guy in the Arizona Dimebacks rotation to cap and to to be the heel of the D-backs rotation, I guess maybe an anchor, that would be Luke Weaver. Yes, Luke Weaver, the man acquired by the Arizona D-backs in the Paul Goldschmidt trade. 
A lot of hype around this guy. He pitched pretty well for the D-backs last year. Sub 3-5 ERA. And Weaver just hasn't looked too well in spring training. He's given up six earned runs and only two innings pitch. The reason I give it up to him over a guy like Merrill Kelly, who only has given up three earned runs and four innings pitch, is just because of the potential and the the investment we have in Luke Weaver. We need him to work out because we traded a franchise cornerstone, face of the franchise, for Luke Weaver. And he's still very young, only 25 years old, so he still has a lot of potential. I would trust Luke Weaver more than a guy like Merrill Kelly, who's over the age of 30, 31 years old now, and a sophomore pitcher. So I just don't think Merrill Kelly has the potential of a Luke Weaver. I don't think he has the same trajectory that a Luke Weaver has. So I'm going to have to stick with Luke Weaver and believe he could put it all together. Now, there is some concern whether he doesn't have that full arm strength yet because of uh, he was battling forearm soreness. The last season had to be shut down due to it. So it does leave a pause for concern whether he's back to full strength yet. But so far, uh, I think you just have to put him in there. Too much invested, still too young, and still has a lot of potential. So I would still put him in in the rotation over a guy like Merrill Kelly. And then another guy who's battling for the rotation spot who just seems to be completely out of the running so far, unless he could somehow miraculously put it together, something that we haven't seen so far from spring training. And that is Taylor Clark, who's given up 13 earned runs and only seven innings pitched. Taylor Clark does not look ready for the big leagues just yet. He was solid enough last season as a long relief pitcher and spot starter. But I don't know if he's ready for it yet. He's probably going to have to start in the bullpen if he makes the roster. And I think he will make the roster, but he has not done himself any, uh, any justice in spring training so far. He has been squandering the opportunities given to him by Tori Lovello, and Tori Lovello has given him many so far in spring training. So the best we can do is hope for the guy that he turns it around and finally gets it all together. Of course, I don't look at spring training as the end-all, be-all. I take everything with a grain of salt. But 13 earned runs is a lot to give up in only seven innings pitched. So I hope he could get it together and hopefully be a long reliever for the Arizona Diamondbacks in the 2020 MLB season. Now, thank you for everyone who tuned in today for today's Fastball Fridays. That caps today's show. Thank you to everyone who tuned in every day this past week. It was another great week of shows. So go back, tune in to any any of the shows. If you've missed any of them, go catch up on that. And remember to stay locked on with the Locked On Diamondbacks as I'll be bringing you more shows next week, Monday through Friday. Thank you to everyone who tuned in, and peace.